The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I'm on QB. Hey y'all, welcome to Armageddon time, <laughs> Mad Max time. Holy shit. Zombie apocalypse. The COVID-19 is kicking our asses. Right. But you can be at home and listen to this sweet podcast sweet sweet and replay podcast. all the other ones that's right listen to keep fools. listening and just share share away on all share your social media this podcast call Who's a friend that? call a friend tell them listen tell your husband but not your children don't because it's don't inappropriate tell your children for and them. who are we i am sarah and i'm megan and this podcast is sweet ass podcast <laughs> it's always the, the husband, husband. Because it is. It is. I mean, really, it is. I mean, we've had enough of them to know. And or your spouse, whoever your spouse is, they're looking at you funny and they're thinking. Now in these times, in these trying times when we're all stuck together. For weeks in the house and they are thinking bad thoughts. We know it. Anyway. So today's lesson is going to be just watch your air conditioner. Watch your air conditioner. If it starts cranking up, yep. look out. Look out. Note to self, find another place to social right. distance. Social distance from your spouse. Because you're dead. Right. Let's tell them why, Sarah. So we are going to talk about the Forensic Files episode, Dinner and a Movie. And I did not write down what year or what season this was because it's season eight, episode ten. Way to go! So we are going to travel back. <laughs> That's in my time one job. I don't to know. Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. So right. we've had an eighty-four. We've had an eighty-six. We haven't had an eighty-five. No. Eighty-five was another fantastic year. It's a really, really good, good year. year. So I was yeah. a fifth grader for all you people out there by age. What? I was a fourth grader. This was the year my dad blew up our house. Oh, my God. Oopsies. Whoops. Yeah. Was he so, trying to kill your mom? It was. No, he wasn't at all. And fortunately, no one died in the explosion of our house. But he went down to our basement to light a pilot light on our. Oh, on our. Um, treacherous. Furnace. We had a very old house, an old farmhouse. Because remember, I told you in episode whatever when yeah. the lamb head was on the pole. Right. Yes. That that guy was that a shit house. farmer. Yeah. Um. So we had an old farmhouse, and uh, my dad went to try to light the pilot light on our furnace, and there was a gas leak, and our whole entire furnace and house blew up. So um, that was, was your 1985. Dad okay? He. Well, yeah. I mean, you know him. Yeah. So he's fine. Um, he was not okay initially. He was. This was big. Uh, this was big news in Trimont. Trimont, Minnesota, is where I grew up. It's a major and metropolis. It's a very major metropolis yeah. with seven hundred and forty-five people. Um, and we lived just outside the city limits. And you didn't even um, live in the town. Oh hell no! Nope, nope. We were on the farm, and so. 
my dad uh, had that accident and my mom and my youngest baby sister were in the house. My sister, my middle sister and I were on a field trip. Thank goodness. Um, yes. And uh, at the Alexander Ramsey house. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't Maybe he was like a governor or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we that's where my sister and I were. And then um, when we got home, my grandma was in the parking lot to pick my sister and I up. And she was crying. And we we're like, Grandma, where's my mom? Like, I just want to go home. And she's like, I can't. We were really scared. The scary part was we didn't know if he was going to be okay. And we we're like, what the hell happened? And then she, all the kids from school came out and they were like, we saw your dad. He was on the roof or something like the helicopter from the burn unit. Oh my God. From Minneapolis came down to Trimont and landed at our school and they loaded my dad up. It was very exciting, but it was my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So when he came home, he was uh, looked similar to a mummy. Oh, uh, his hands and face were badly burned, but uh, now you've seen him. And yeah, he, he's handsome it, devil. Just a handsome yeah. Cary Grant lookalike, yeah, he is. really. And so, luckily, he was. He uh, healed up like he a healed. champ. He did. He <laughs> like a champ. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a terrible. We All had to move. Coke he yeah, does just kept I him know. going. <laughs> He was really an Energizer bunny. Um, so, That's yeah. so scary. And the local, the Trimont Fire Department came out to our house and burned down our house to practice. Well, why Firefighting, yeah. right? After oh, how sad. It was very That's sad. so traumatic. Yeah, it was traumatic. Thank goodness he was okay. I mean, that's so, that's yes. a miracle he was it okay. It is. Like, it was totally a miracle. a miracle. Yeah. It happened just around this time of the year, too, I think. Um, my dad is known for his... Uh, Homer Simpson-like quality? Homer, exactly. Uh, he gets himself <laughs> into a lot of <laughs> sticky situations. I'll never be able to go to your house. But he always comes out on top. Yeah. No, he's a... He's the best. Your dad he, is like the oh best. Oh my God. He is yeah. totally the best. And no, he did not raise me man. to speak and swear like this he either. No. He but didn't. he didn't raise me. It to must do have been the, the few coke. weeks. The few weeks <laughs> and the coke <laughs> yeah, in the hospital him, yeah. that he was away. Yeah. It traumatized me and caused Poor me but, to swear. Oh. Um, but that happened in 1985. But really, a lot of There's good a things lot of happened. Better things there than were. That like a lot of things I'm excited about. So too. you went to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this movie, but it won Best Picture, and you what love it. it. I'm a dad. I'm a dad. I've yes. never seen it because <gasps> I didn't care for it. See, my mom and dad loved it, and then that was I watched it too. Doesn't he show like his butt? Yes, he. Well, oh. he's playing oh. the yeah. organ, the weird organ thing. Yes, yeah. and then he lifts up his coat and goes. They were hilarious in the 1700s. It or was whatever. the same kind of humor we still love I would today, laugh at that, right? Trip. Farting. Um, my I saw son Back would to love the Future it. with my grandma Harriet. Yep, I loved it. Loved it. You know, Michael I, J. Fox. Michael, like, classic. Everybody saw yep. Back to the Future. You've yep. seen it a thousand times as a kid. Mm-hmm. A thousand times. And then you watch it again today and you realize there is a full on rape scene. when Biff, Is there really Biff? Yes, Biff is raping his mom in the car. And he, and, oh you know, God. and then the dad comes and saves the day. But it's like that kids didn't pick up on that and now you watch it and you're like what the hell Biff? I, I didn't know that like, at all like when he's attacking her in the front seat and you just as a kid like totally brush that off 
you know, and then like, oh, he comes and rescues Don't her. you feel there's a lot of things yeah, that, that we just, just went were like, right whatever. over your head. I didn't know they were like smoking weed in the car, the band. I didn't get what, what that was. And no, I need to go back and none of that. I knew. But still, I would watch Back to the Future a million times. That movie's so good. Rocky Four. Drago. Never watched it. But my husband says 24-7, I will break you. I will break you. Yeah. Drago. And then Rocky wins and the Russians all start cheering for Rocky as if that would happen. Please. But and then they started so uh, good. He's, meddling in our elections. Yeah. Drago <laughs> is training on all the latest equipment and just hot, sexy Dolph Lundgren yeah. sweating in the tiny ass ball shorts. And there's Rocky just in the middle of the woods yeah. in the winter training with a yep. tree and chopping wood yep. and then just beats him. Oh, Rocky movies are the best. Thank you can't go God. Wrong. You cannot go wrong. I didn't watch the whole thing color purple this movie melted my heart i loved it and you have not seen it no i loved the book i loved the movie loved it Whoopi goldberg's first movie she was so good oh and and oprah Oprah was in it right yeah oh oprah was sophia and harpo her husband yeah i just and she says to harpo who this woman because harpo is having an affair oh oh no such a good movie. It okay. was. Such I'll a good put movie. it on my book list. Is just I feel like dumb for not incredible. Because I, it's hard. It's a hard read because it's just heartbreaking. And yeah, yeah. And like I the pride myself on people. being well yeah. read. It's a hard, but like the life. It's one book I had, haven't read. I yeah, it's really, it is really good. Okay. you can't go wrong. With okay. It. If you are a total uh, freak and played Nintendo all the time, Nintendo came out and you got your Duck Hunt, you got your mm-hmm. Super Mario. I played Zelda nonstop. Mm. Nonstop. I love that game so much. We did not have one. Um, We did. My dad was pretty good and got us mm. that one. Michael Jordan was Rookie yeah. of the Year we love in MJ. Yeah. And turned out to be a pretty decent basketball player. Dece. Yep. Yeah. Decent. He was pretty decent. Yep. Songs that you were singing. Oh, another movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You this love movie, it. I yep. love every minute yep. of this movie. Every minute. Although now, like when he comes out of the bar after doing his tequila dance and he hits the bikers' bikes and they all just tip over, tip over I would yeah. laugh and laugh. It's oh my god! I mean, no. I thought it was. The best. And Goonies, you said Goonies too. Goonies was one yeah. of my favorites. Goonies is one of the best mm-hmm. movies ever. Made. I loved Sean Astin. Sean Astin actually, I wrote, looks like one of the characters. Really? In the Ooh, I can't yes. wait to see who you speaking think it of. Is. Sean Astin, who okay. also was in Lord of the Rings, who she didn't enjoy. Who I Samwise. did not. And our See, top songs, we are the world. Oh, everyone did sign language to that son of a bitch. We did. And Lionel came through with Say You, Say Me. If you know me at all, you'll know my love for Lionel Richie. Lionel. Um, I love him. Mm-hmm. That's how they said it on Felicity. Do you remember the show Felicity? Mm-hmm. From she cut the, her hair short and yeah. everyone went, oh. Yeah, I still loved her. Um, but they saw Lionel. Um I've loved him forever. It was one of the first tapes that I had. And my sister and I, um, in our old farmhouse before it blew up, we would, uh, we had rooms that were adjoining. It's like Mm -hmm. hard to explain, but it was like an old farmhouse, whatever. And so we would listen to Lionel's dancing on the ceiling. Oh, that was so good. Yes. And just every night. So say you, say Mm. me. And I went to his concert just like two years ago yeah. and it was 
one of the you best cried. times of my I yes because yeah. I knew every like mm-hmm. I am literally a fan yeah a fan yeah yeah you have a Lionel even if it's nerdy cheese cutter I have a Lionel says, cheese cutter hello is it cheese you're looking for is, is it, that what it say what does it say is it, it brie yeah, hello brie. is it brie you're looking yeah. for um everyone was wearing their swatch watch i had one which you had to have mm-hmm. or you were a total dork yep with a watch guard over the right. top remember there's yes, like that little rubber you thing your yeah. cheap ass watch yeah um you had a care bear yeah i did yep um, and my a pound sister puppy was obsessed with care bears and pound puppies yes yes um and then the saddest story of the year was Coco the gorilla. That was the year Coco got her little kitten. And then the kitten got squished by a squished. car. And Coco <sighs> mourned. And then they made it into a children's oh, book. Shit. And it was like a huge thing. Yeah. Oh, Coco passed away. Not a few years that ago. That long ago. Yeah. yeah. She was. Yeah. She could speak. Knew uh-huh. lots of words. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Williams visited was Coco. Great. That was yes. a great film. Yeah. There's Betty White video on that. Uh huh. Betty loves the animals. Yeah. Speaking of Betty White, Golden Girls. Was yes. A sweet so ass show. Top as shows were Cosby, of course. Mm-hmm. Who now? Oh, God, that show was so good. And Lisa Bonet, the queen of all queens, Your was on queen. that show. Mm-hmm. I love Lisa Bonet and her husband, the greatest man alive, yeah. Jason Momoa. But Lisa Bonet now has the stigma of this jerk ass Cosby. Fuck him. Oh, sorry, Dad. Um, he's the worst. And if you're looking for another podcast, we Chasing Cosby. have listened to Chasing so Cosby. Good. It will rock your world. Right. This man was sick. A monster. A monster. And how dare he do this to Lisa Bonet? How dare he do it to any well, of the tens of the women. Dozens and dozens yes, and dozens that he did and dozens to. of ruined, and ruined gro- lives. Yes, and groomed their families. Right. He was a, a pro at being a complete pervy, sick yes. rapist. Yes, a rapist. Exactly. Family Ties, again, we've talked Love about it. this movie. Da, 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 da. Murder, she wrote, going strong for years. Angela Lansbury being an older, mm-hmm. older woman, mm-hmm. killing it, working killing it let's talk about also tony danza and who's the boss yes who's the boss and angela and angela had that boyfriend jeff with the g for a long yes time. jeff with the g Ugh. and mona mona rest was in peace katherine helmond we also watched cheers dallas which is my personal yeah. favorite JR would always just mouth off to his wife and she took it but then she'd mouth she off to drank him. a yeah, lot too swelling did yeah dynasty which was good. That's with what's her name, Linda. Or, Linda uh, Evans. Yes, and she had the hair. The well, that was with the very white yeah. blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Um, the wings. Yes, very winged hair. It wasn't as good as Dallas. I'm just gonna no. say Friday nights, Dukes of Hazard, Dallas. It was Dukes of Hazard. It's my childhood. So good. Yeah, and the Golden Girls. The best. I mean, well, we obviously yeah. are fans. Obviously, our fans. huge fans. So yeah. 85 was the sweetest year. It really was not so sweet for Ellen Sherman. So let's no. find out about her. Ellen and Ed were our couple of the story. Again, we're wa- list- we watched dinner and a movie, which becomes unfortunate for Ellen. Season here. eight, episode ten. Yes, they were married 16 years, and Ellen finally finds out she is pregnant. Five and a half months at this time with their mm-hmm. first child. Ed taught business at a local community college 
And he was also a member of Mensa. Which right away brings me to directing you that one of the members of this podcast team is also a member of Mensa. It's purely must be a coincidental clerical error. That seems like a clerical error. It was a clerical error that I got in Mensa. No, so... I'm, um, I'm keeping my wits about me. It seems me. to be maybe some not so sane people are in Mensa. Well, there's some social yeah. awareness issues, I think. Of, every Mensa, Mensa has member. immense mm-hmm. social awareness issues. Mm-hmm. It is a guarantee. Like, you need mm-hmm. to have some social problems mm-hmm. to get into Mensa. Ellen, with her five-and-a-half-month pregnant self, worked for a family publishing company. Correct. Um, everyone says she's kind, she's nice, the typical just sweetest woman, friendly, outgoing, um, really just has a lot of friends, really together, pretty smart. So we get to August. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. That's sweetheart. what everyone said. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, they really loved her. She yep. was really um, pulled together. She just had Ed as her husband. August 1985, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night is when most people have dinner in a movie. Not for this couple. So Ed was planning to leave again for a long sailing trip with four friends. Sailing again. Privileged white Sailing asshole. in a giant sailboat. Yep. Can you imagine us and four friends in a sailboat? We would be so well, dead. We, we would be dead. lost in the middle of the ocean yeah. eating ourselves. <laughs> we would only have packed booze. I would pack beef jerky. And that's about it. And then we would realize we have no other supplies. No one knows how to nope. sail. Everyone, few of us can yeah. swim. We can swim pretty good, I think. We wouldn't. We would dive barely. in and like not put the ladder down. The and then parrot fish would eat boat. our faces yes. off, like that one girl who floated. Yeah, forever in the murderinos. Yeah, yeah. My oh my favorite god, murder. yeah. Oh my god, yes. That was a good episode. That was such that a good funny. episode. Yep. Uh, so they are just going to sail from Maine. Ed and his four friends stop at Vineyard, stop at Nantucket. Of course, on the they way. do. The perfect yep. vacation. You can imagine. So. Again, if we were doing it. Four friends with him. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Ed, this Friday night, leaves with his friends. By Sunday afternoon, he's on the boat. They are just boozing in the sun, having fun. Ed In his turtleneck. Yes. We feel like we we learn later later. that he's wearing a turtleneck in the sun. Yep. Um, Unless you're an albino, I don't know why. In August. Yeah. No. This is August 1985. So he calls his wife, and I'm wondering, what is he calling his wife on? And I realize it's a ship, the leader says it's a ship to shore radio type of a CB that he's calling on because he's like calling Smokey his wife. Like and the Bandit? Yeah. He's saying, hey, he has a trucker, like balls. Is like his, what we used yeah. to say to my dad, break for the rookie, break for the rookie. That was our CB names. Um, you were break? No, we. That's what we said when we wanted my dad. Oh, what you was your say, break name? for the rookie? That my mom was like Lefsa or Ludafisk, and I your was. Mom was Lefsa. She or wasn't Ludafisk. Like something sexy. My dad was rookie. Mm. What were you? Just Megan. <laughs> I was just nothing. My mom would say, "Tell your dad to come in," and then I would grab the CB. It was like hooked to the bottom my, of our that's cabinet. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, in my whole and then life. I would say, "Break for the rookie. Oh, it's time to eat, so daddy." Fun. Yeah. Was Cassie like nut bar? And cuckoo, then. <laughs> cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? I don't remember. 
<laughs> oh my god but That's then he so blew cool. up the house yeah. yeah okay so they call ship to shore so ed is calling numerous times to his wife who must have some sort of radio to pick up this call i'm I not guess. understanding how They're he's wealthy. calling her in 1985 yeah. so ed's getting a little bit worried because ellen's pregnant she's not answering the phone he's calling her over and over so he calls their neighbor, who's also a really good friend of the couple. Mm-hmm. His name is Len, and he is the one that looks like Sean Astin. I oh, thought of Sean Astin. An older. An old, much older Sean Astin. I really thought I got some Sean Astin vibes, mm. some, you know, Mikey from Goonies, some Aww. Samwise. And then he takes his <laughs> yep. inhaler. Yeah, inhaler. He has oh. asthma. It's our time down here. Our yeah. time down here. So down here is our time. Yes. So Len says, well, I guess, sure. He goes to check on Ellen. Len was, again, much kind of closer with Ellen than Ed. Len goes to the house and he notices right away that all the lights are on outside. All, the, all of the lights are on in the house. So he thought, okay, uh, all right. He says walking up to the house, he could hear the air conditioning running. Just buzzing. Like, really yep. loudly. So he goes and looks and every single door is locked. And Len says that was strange because they always left their house open to the fact right. that he would just say like, oh my God, you're going to get robbed someday. Like you're going to come home and stop leaving be your there. doors open. You got to lock your house. So he's already kind of getting some alarm bells because it's so unusual. He has to get into the house through a window that mm-hmm. he has to open. So he crawls into the window. The dog runs up to him. So the dog is okay. And he's calling for Ellen and she's not answering. He's not hearing anything. But again, every light is on in the house. It's really it's, alarming. Yeah, yeah, it's freezing in the house. He runs upstairs to look for her, opens her bedroom door that's closed, and it notices it's like a... Fr- he comments many times, as we'll talk about, it's a freezer. It's freezing in the bedroom, and he finds Ellen's body on the bed. So he, at first, has no idea what happens, which he would if you just ran into someone's house and no, saw their like, body in the bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's dead. Right. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You first think they're sleeping. Wake them up. Right. And then when they're dead, you're not going to think anything suspicious right away, you would assume. So he, of course, never thinks she's been attacked or murdered. He says she was so wonderful. Why would anyone hurt her? So he's completely confused. He calls the police right away. When the police come, they start looking at the scene and they think, oh, my gosh, she's a victim of she's sexual been raped. assault. Yeah, it's a sexual Her assault. Her clothes are all over the floor. Her underwear is all over the floor. The bedding's kind of thrown all she over. She has very silky, attractive pajamas. She does. She has like, mm-hmm. you know, you would when you're young, you always think like you watch Dallas and they always have cute. Yeah, Sue Ellen sexy, and Pamela always like had nice dinner, or negligee. Dinner 90s. Night 90s. <laughs> And Blanche Devereaux always had like yes, they were so good bed silky. sets, like and a robe and a sexy a matching. Day. Yeah, and they were always matching. And her little flippy, she would always flip with her high heels, like click, yeah. Click. My and mom then, never had no, that in the eighties. I have, crap. nor do I, I have, have it have now. Sexy negligees. I wear no. t-shirts and underwear. Filthy underwear. Sorry. Stinky. Yeah. Really very offensive. To the eye. <laughs> offensive to the eye. Is offensive. That, I do not have silky Blanche Devereaux clothes. It's offensive. absolutely not. So the Sorry to police my husband. come in. They're seeing all of this and they look at her neck. She has literally like Bad. gigantic ligatures. They show pictures it's, of this too. They show pictures. Yeah. She has no joke, like lines, red 
deep cut lines, ligature marks in her neck. Mm -hmm. So she's clearly been strangled. So now they know it's murder. They found her on a Monday. So the ME determines from her body temperature in the state of her rigor mortis, which she is just coming out of. They really did a little too much of the, I mean, whatever. I know that's the part of forensic files. And I was like, go into the forensic. Oh, sorry. You woke up. Yeah. But they talked a lot about rigor mortis. So we'll talk about later because they showed a gross. It did play into the, oh my God. Yeah, they did. Yes. So they determined that she probably died. Again, she's found on a Monday night, probably early Sunday morning by the temperature mm-hmm. of her body and her rigor mortis. Her fingernails had all been bent Ouchie, backwards, which I know. just made me cringe. Ow, I know. That's the worst Of course, the ligature thought. marks around your neck is probably worse. That but might be. the thought of your fingernail bending and mm-hmm. ripping off is so awful. Yeah, because that hurts yeah. so fucking bad. So what they think is she was did that because she's fighting she's trying to pull trying to get that off of her neck neck, yeah and you're bending all your fingernails back and scratching the crap out of who's doing this Mm -hmm. to you so there is no sign of forced entry there is no valuable stolen so they figure robbery is not the motive someone did not come in here to rob the place everything is perfectly placed there is no sign of a struggle they're really confused as to why this happened so, again, using ship-to-shore radio, because I was so confused. Like, yes. How did they contact him on a boat? Isn't it so crazy to think to a yeah. time when there were no cell phones? I know. And I lived through this Net time. balls. I know. So I didn't have one until yeah. I was very old. I was but... 27 when I got my first cell phone. Um, ship-to-shore. Yeah. Police officer calls Ed on the ship with his friends, boozing mm-hmm. it, hitting the vineyards, and says, uh, yeah, your wife's been murdered. So Ed's friend Wayne comes oh, into view. And Wayne, Wayne Wayne seems like kind of a real conservative type guy, like real button up. He must have partied well, on he's that like boat. He's like a douchey but, man who owns a sailboat. Right. Like a white, sure. yuppie, yeah, rich guy. Piece of shit. Wayne, I'm sorry you might be a kind man. Maybe you are, Wayne. I don't um, know. But Ed is talking to the police. Wayne says he's just not really listening. If you were getting a message and on the phone that your husband had been murdered, I I would probably listen. Maybe like pay attention. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ed just stops mid sentence, gives Wayne the microphone, and says, "Here, take this. It's the police. Uh, my wife's been killed." <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, uh, "What do you want me to say?" Uh, okay, um, thanks, right. Ed. Do, don't you want to talk to him, Ed? Uh, okay, so that was super weird. So. We meet Detective Mike Malchick. Yep. That was his name. Yes, Malchick. Mike Malchick. And we are learning now that the Shermans, Ed and Ellen's lives, <gasps> were Scandal. far from ordinary. So if you are very sensitive, you probably are not even listening to or this very podcast anyway. monogamous. Right. This could be alarming. This could be alarming if you are unlearned in the ways of risky business. And swinger culture. Swinger culture. Is we it, know nothing yeah, about we know this. Nothing at all. But for real. Right. So, <laughs> it's um, so weird. Forensic Files gets filthy and shows yes. some really risque pictures of a swinger party, like women in risky reenactment. Lingerie. The reenactment. Yes. Come on. Full on. Forensic Files. Is it true, files like, if you disgusting. are at swingers, you're supposed to put like a S shaped, you know, I've heard so many things. Or have like a, 
or a pineapple. Or oh, see, I heard a pineapple. I heard you have like blue rocks in your yard. See, there's so know. many fake. Yeah. But our town is supposed to be like a, a swingers town. That's what everyone yes, says. Everyone says I've never. I have not. People do not want to swing with me. It's so weird, but no one's ever proposed. No one's proposition to me either. My husband rarely does. So, so um, we are not aware of these swingers parties. We don't know, but we've seen it on forensic. We've seen it on forensic files. I'm assuming that I understand how it works. Right. I just don't know. So Ed gets called into the police station, of course, because his wife is found murdered. um, When he finally pulls his boat back into town, so. Ed says, the last time I spoke to my wife was Friday night. So Friday, he left for his trip. He left his wife at home, went to his friend's house. They all got together, packed up, and left that night for the trip. Right. Before they left, he was at his friend's house, and he called his wife, told her to go to the bank and run some errands. Bitch, don't tell me what to do when you're going on a trip. I'll do what I want. That's I'm not right. Going to the bank. I'll wake on a up Friday when I night. want, and I yeah. will call my girlfriends, and right. we'll go to our own fucking winery. Don't call me and tell me to run errands on a Friday night. Absolutely not, Ed. Absolutely not. So the police then just real casually start talking. Um, this is the question we get: What type of marriage would you say? Oh my God. You had? And Ed says unusual. Unusual. And then the question is, well. In what sense? Ed says, I've been having an affair with another woman for a number of years. Okay, ding, ding, ding. All right. The police then say, in what sense again? What do you mean in one sense? You're just asking for detail now, per Right. So he says, Ellen was accepting of it. I don't, I maybe. You know what? Some marriages, that's, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Go for it way to go doubtful um a lot of women maybe not but some you would rather your husband go elsewhere i get it it. doubtful i get it so he said ellen is very accepting until relatively recently right Um, so yes again yeah she maybe wasn't into Take it. note, detectives, right. until recently is yes. a clue. Right. He is, that there is an yeah. issue. So Ed said he had a girlfriend. His girlfriend had a child, and the child was his. What? All right. So that's a major marriage issue there, too, I think. I, I can't even Something to bring up this. and have a discussion about. We're I married, but you have a child with another woman, and you continue to come home to our house, but you still are with this woman and her, are the father of, of her, her child. child. Yeah. That's an issue for me. I don't understand. I don't get it. But he says Ellen was like, but again, I'm more traditional than apparently. Maybe. Yeah. I'd like him. Right. Um, So the woman was Ed's coworker, Nancy Prescott. Fucking Nancy. So we see Len again, who looks like Sean Astin. Um, (laughs) Len was really the star of this episode. He was the VIP of the episode. I liked him. Yep. He said she was very different from Ellen he described uh, he said Ellen would refer to her so clearly Ellen knew about her. yeah yep um, and El- everyone else right. did too like yeah. all their friends I mean gross Ed out. he was out with his swinging Ugh. he referred to, she Ellen would refer to Nancy as Ed's valley girl yes yeah it's weird and then Len said um she was very 
different looking. Len was trying to come up with like a politically correct yeah. way Is of saying she was a hideous? dumbass. Yeah. But when you say you're different looking, that's never bimbo. good, right? That's never good. So Len pretty much describes that and Ed wanted an open marriage. His lifestyle was very unusual. Um, he so- encouraged Ellen to have affairs as well. Right. Like it made him feel better because he could have his affair with Nancy right. and other and people. Ellen and then could just go have her affairs and then gross. Right. Yeah. So I'm being judgmental. I'm going to try to reserve my judgment. I'm sorry. You know, some yeah. people enjoy if that lifestyle. You both maybe are into it. That's then the best. That's your Great. jam. Live it. Yep. Love it. I'm for it. So Len, though, says he was invited to a New Year's Eve party in 1984 at Ed and Ellen's house. So we get some Forensic Files reenactment again. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It was like they were living it up for right. this. Right. They, they were so excited to film these reenactments. So Len says that several couples were there, and they decided they were all going to swap partners. If I went to the party not knowing this, I would be, um, I'm uncomfortable. Len, you would have to go knowing. Len clearly if, was, Len, too. And he really... Yeah. Len was he unaware that this was going to happen. His claim, yeah, he staked the yes. past tense. I stuck, think he staked he his, stuck claim. his claim. <laughs> so I, I feel like I would go to a swingers party. All the women would be hot, and all the men would be pigs. I feel like that's yeah. always how it is. That would be our luck. Oh, I yeah. get to choose from this pig or this pig or this pig Great. or this sweaty pig or this weird ass <laughs> pig or this douche pig. And then you all get to choose from hot ass women. Yeah. Fair. Why do none of you have hair and five of you have a, a bolt on toupee. toupee? Yes. Take that toupee bolt off. Oh, no, you're still hideous. I'm sorry. No. So Len, I have to go. Len was there with a nice young woman. Ed goes up to Len and says, are you interested in swapping? And Len says, uh, yep, we're going to leave. Right no, now. thank yep. you. He says, I'm going to take a hard pass, grabs his girlfriend, and they <laughs> run out the door. <laughs> Len was horrified. So Ed, he said, was very kind of pushing of his swinger lifestyle. And then Ellen really just wasn't into it no he said he felt len felt bad for ellen yeah she just wasn't into swinging with his weird ugly friends um no i'm gonna take a pass i don't want to even be with you and i'm not gonna be with your gross friends right pass so now we cut back to wayne ship wayne um wayne was very shocked to hear that ed was a swinger And he said, I never would have guessed. And he was very, very shocked, um, which is weird because wouldn't Ed just be bragging about all his conquests on his boat? Like, how could Wayne not know? Right. I guess I'm not would... sure what guys do on guys weekends. I feel like they are foul and disgusting and talk about all that. I mean, stuff. we're foul and yeah. disgusting, but no none of us are like have a lifestyle like that so we're just like oh my god i get my period 90 times it's so bad right that's what we do that's what we talk about but ed for sure and should i get a hysterectomy why are my kids so crazy yeah that's different than ed yeah yeah why do i have armpit hair that's nine inches long (laughs) should i get botox or not how much does it cost to get a boob lift yeah i have one 
the best. How's your ect- electrolysis working? Like, that's what we yeah. talk about. Can not- you tell that I have a mustache? That's what we say. <laughs> can, you, can you help me get yeah, this in here? Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it loud and clear <laughs> from across the room. You have a mustache. <laughs> You also have a beard <laughs> and ear hair. No, let's go to the bar. Your eyebrows are also attached. <laughs> Please do some hygiene. Our next step is a spa. Right. So the police are really stuck. So they have no signs of force entry. They're thinking Ellen had to know the killer because there's really not a sign of struggle. So we get a CSI hero again. Yes! So traveling Doctor. back in time to our Hella Crafts episode, mm-hmm. Henry Lee appears again. He's here again. Henry Lee was the genius who decided to put a frozen pig through the wood chipper <laughs> and discovered that Hella Crafts also went through the wood chipper. So he arrives again because he is a Connecticut. CSI hero. And what he is, is taking, going on in New England? They're yeah. just murdering the shit out of each other. Right. And Henry so he, Lee is there. He takes to over solve this it. case because he's head of like all something. Crime yeah. Or something. He's really a big honcho. Um, he is seeing issues now as he looks over the police report and just really he's able to pick out some of these clues that other people really couldn't see he looks really closely at her ligature marks and he sees a zigzag pattern who would mm-hmm. ever notice that but who would ever take a zoom microscope to someone dr lee would that's who ligature marks he said they were very unique zigzag and then says we'll just look at all the clothing laying around he picks up her panties they keep saying panties i don't say panties i say underwear yeah, because ours are like grandma ours from are giant Walmart 1993. She had like the Blanche Devereaux panties. He's <laughs> We've never experienced no, anything that fancy. Why would I buy something fancy just to like have foulness <laughs> of blood all over it two seconds later? Why? So he stretches out the panties and they make the zigzag pattern. So he realizes Ta-da, that the, he's got the it. panties were wrapped around her neck. But the way her neck was broken, so um, her cricoid yeah, cartilage sort of is that little cartilage was thing? broken in your neck that happens when you're strangled with bare hands. Mm-hmm. So they figure like she, it wouldn't yeah, have ever, it couldn't have been broken with underwear. The, the underwear would have snapped, so right. it had to be done with bare hands, bare hands. first. Yeah. Yep. And then the panties were used to stage the scene. So it was scene. like gross-ass staging right. of So again, alert. staging the scene is too much effort and it usually gets you caught because it's not how it really happened. This part was gag-worthy. Like gag, <gasps> puke, This is also when sick. we find out how racist closed captioning is. True. They did. Poor Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee. And you could understand him fine. Exactly. He knows a million languages. But what genius. was spelled out on the screen yes. was completely inappropriate. inappropriate. So they examined the bed sheets, of course, with a black light or an ultraviolet light, which Something please don't ever disgusting. do in your home. Don't ever do in a hotel bed. Never. Either. It was so Ignorance disgusting. is bliss. So not surprisingly for Ed, there is biological evidence investigators find 
They're hoping that they could take this biological evidence and test it, and it would be the killer um, because they're thinking it looks like a sexual crime still, the way it was done. They find 150 to 200 individual semen stains on the one bed sheet. Gross. That's so disgusting. Ed and Ellen. Ed and Ellen, what is going on? Gross. Are you washing your sheets or what is happening that this is happening? I I am shocked and appalled. (laughs) I I can't even speak. Yes, I'm stunned. Is this? I am stunned. So then we. Who would ever have sex that many times in their life? On one (laughs) bed sheet. That is so just gross. We cut to Henry Lee and his subtitles, and it says, he's saying, that's what is, a lot is, of semen stains. What is he saying? Because right. I'm not sure if they what he actually said saying, was what the subtitles said. That's the subtitles were disgusting. Stains. Yes. But he really was saying, that's a lot. 200 semen stains on your... They've been there, and they've survived laundering. So they said she probably washed, did her laundry. She is wasn't what he gross. Said. They're yeah. so foul that they survived laundering. That's how many semen stains. Exactly. I can't even with this. Mm-mm. Gross. So... Gross, Ed! No, Ed is a perv. Total perv. So... <laughs> does he have gross t-shirts like your like maybe someone like you know? someone i know yeah probably um, um they could not test any of this because it had been laundered it was old it was too degraded so they're really out of luck for any kind of mm-hmm. dna testing so they really have to go back to square one search for suspects they start interviewing ed's girlfriend baby mama nancy Nancy was very angry with Ed and Ellen because Ed said to the police he had to end their affair because Ellen said, um, Ellen was so unreasonable, such a bitch. <laughs> she was. Such a just horrible wife that she wanted Ed at home and not going out all the time with his girlfriend. To be a father to their right. new child. So she made Completely that un- unreasonable, unreasonable request. request. That Ed stay at home and not have so many girlfriends. Ed hmm. said hmm. that he agreed with Ellen, wanted to save his marriage, and cut it off with Nancy. And then Nancy becomes pretty mad. Um, police then interview Nancy, but they rule her out because she actually had an alibi the day of the murder. So she's kind of taken out of the picture. Um, Ed, then they finally give the lie detector test, which, surprise, inconclusive. Of course. Yes. Um, why give it when it's never one way or the other? I don't know. And you can't even use them in court, right? Like they, I don't think Cause so. Because they're not. I don't know. But it maybe gives you like a clue or something to like if you're on the right track. I guess. So they go back and now try to take a look again at the time of death because Henry Lee pulls through and notices a tiny little fact that the police really hadn't noticed is that when Len or Sean Aston look alike... <laughs> Walked in the bedroom, he kept saying it was freezing, freezing. like just absolutely freezing in the bedroom and that the air conditioning was turned up to the absolute highest. It was completely unlivable, uncomfortable. No one would do that, even if it was August. So Forensic Files describes to us again that rigor mortis 
occurs 12 to 24 hours after death where your body becomes like stiff as a board they show the grossest picture and of this the, naked yes. dead man just propped up between two, two stools. stools why are you this man's dignity is a little bit more important and than then watching it naked. just yeah. like start to fold like oh now right. it's becoming more pliable gross no. forensic files we don't need to see that we get the point So when they found Ellen, she was in the very, very final stages of rigor mortis. Um, She was becoming pliable. Pliable is what they said. Yeah. So again, they're thinking this is right after death. So they found her on a Monday. It's probably 24 hours at the most. So they're thinking Sunday. When Dr. Lee noticed about the extremely cold room. Dr. Lee comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Realizes that a freezing room is going to slow decomposition and totally slow the rigor mortis and the timeline completely is blown out of the water. Yep. So he says Ellen could completely have been killed Friday afternoon way before Ed left for his trip. Yes. And Ed had plenty of time to kill her, still go on his trip and Friday. Right. Bam. Ed, you're guilty. Yeah. Police start looking and realizing and remembering that Ed, again, in August on a sailboat in the ocean on the sun in the water that he's wearing long ass pants in a turtleneck with long sleeves. Correct. Not really appropriate nope. when you're baking in the sun. Nope. Then they ask Wayne again and Wayne says, yeah, um, I kind of thought it was weird. He was wearing that because everyone else was in shorts and t-shirts and getting drunk and Ed's in a freaking turtleneck. Like, why aren't you saying like, yeah. Ed, you douche, wrong, take douche? off your turtleneck. Yeah, why are you wearing a turtleneck? We're on the sailboat. Take yeah. off your shirt. Be We're a regular guy. Be normal. I don't know. Ed. So they're obviously the police are assuming that Ed. Oh uh, no, I really like yeah. my turtleneck. I, I really am comfortable in this sailing turtleneck. chic. He has to reek. So they figure <laughs> Ellen scratched <laughs> bent fingernails are because she was clawing the shit out of Ed's and hands. And he had to cover it up. And he's covering it up. So Ed, of course, denies it. And he mentions to them again, like, I, I talked to her Friday. I talked to her. I called her phone. Friday. I was on the phone and she was alive. Before we left, I was at right. my friend's house. So then the police go back to the house. And when the Ed's friend's house, they discover that Ed's phone call to his wife from his friend's house was listened in on because you could listen in on a phone call, an old ass phone. What's up, landlines? Yeah. Whoosh. So... Oops. The friend's daughter probably wanted to call her friends and talk about obviously that night's episode of Dallas. Who yeah. knows? She picks up the phone. Do you phone. like Bo or Luke? Hey, yeah. it's me. Do you like Bo or Luke, dude? Luke was definitely smarter. Bo was way more handsome. But Luke, I liked Luke because he was smart and he could figure out. No, oh, I loved Bo. Luke could get the job and done. His blonde hair. But Bo, yeah, I sure did have that blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Daisy, John even Schneider, Daisy. Yeah. man. I know. So the daughter picks up the phone to call her friends, and she overhears Ed on the phone. She says, "I ho- I heard Mr. Sherman talking on the phone. Oh, I was on the other thing. end, but he was talking. It was just ringing and ringing and ringing. He's talking to a ringing phone. No one was there. No. And then he says, "I love you too," and hung up. And the police are like, uh, okay. And then they said, why didn't you just hung up, hang up? And she said, because it was super weird. He was talking to a ringing right. phone. And so she listened the whole time and he was never talking to a person. So then the weirdest part. Bam. Ed, I don't know if he was in Mensa or not because he's dumb as a fucking brick. Right. 
Another witness comes to the police and said she ran into Ed again Friday morning, the day he's going sailing. Mm-hmm. During this conversation, Ed recommends a movie that he had just watched. They're just at the local blockbuster. Right. And this was a movie made by HBO. He had just watched it. You could rent it at your local blockbuster. It is called Blackout. First of all, no one's heard of this movie no. currently. But the movie was incredibly inappropriate to recommend to just a passerby. So this movie, Blackout, please start taking a look at it. So I looked up some information on Blackout. I cannot wait for this. No one has heard of Blackout, but Blackout was made for HBO. HBO still does make HBO made for HBO movies. But they're actually good now, aren't they? Like pretty little lies. So the detectives play Blackout. That Blackout now becomes the star of the Forensic Files. Who's in this movie? Bla- Anyone no famous? One. Oh. Keith Carradine, who is part of the Carradine acting family, um, was in Blackout, made in 1985, like I said, for HBO. Keith Carradine was in Dexter. He was in Deadwood. He's kind of a character actor. Okay. The plot is that there's this guy... Alan Devlin, he gets in a car accident and he needs full facial reconstruction. So his face is like, like face burned. off. Yeah, yes. it's pretty much like face off. He's recovering. He gets plastic surgery. He looks totally different. He marries the nurse that took care of him. He goes on with his life. He's living. But then mysterious things start happening and they realize that this man that somehow just disappeared that's wanted for the murder of his wife and kids several years earlier um, might be our hero of the movie, Alan Devlin. So this character killed his wife and Mm -hmm. his kids at the (gasps) beginning of the movie. And what he did is propped them up in front of the TV and ran his air conditioner at blasting full speed so the character makes it very well known that he played the air conditioner in order to delay the decomposition of the body right. and the rigor mortis so that the time of death could not be determined and then the character gets in the car accident forgets and kind of goes on to the second life so it's just the weirdest movie ever and totally inappropriate because there's ends up being weird attacks and murders yeah it on. looked like it's the like clips that they showed movie. were weird So the police are like, oh, my God, that's exactly what happened to Ellen. Air conditioning was turned up. Right. And it delayed the rigor mortis in her body. So obviously, Ed watched this movie, got the idea, and then did this to Ellen, and then recommends the movie to another person. Right. Giving away his whole idea. So that's like... You've cut your wife's right. head off and put it in a box and then tell someone, you know what's my favorite movie? Seven. Seven. Yeah. You should watch I'm it. Totally just a moron. It's super good. Oh. So now they know Ed did it. He did it. Why? So they try to figure out his motive. They find out then that Ellen had been telling all of her friends that she was divorcing Ed. Right. Ellen is the one that had the bank account. She was the majority owner of her family business. She had all the money. She said Ed could pretty much keep his sailboat and then get to step in and get the hell out. That's what he could have. You have your girlfriend. You have your sailboat. I'm taking everything else. Right. Go fuck yourself. Ed didn't enjoy that. So Ed started No, because he was just a 
community college professor. Right. He was nothing without her. Right. He's a a total douchebag, too, and gross. So he's planning her murder. Who would ever give teachers respect? No, teachers are the freaking worst. God (laughs) damn it. The worst. So... Ed romances Ellen that night. They had a dinner and then Ellen goes upstairs again. All a woman wants to do is go to her bedroom, have her diarrhea, change into her pajamas and go to bed. Good night. So Ellen is in the midst of changing her clothes. Ed then pounces, strangles her with his bare hands, takes her pajamas. all of her neck cartilage. Right. Throws them all around, takes her underwear and strangles her with her own underwear. Gross, Ed. Seriously. Then he turns up the air conditioning because he watched it in an HBO movie. Genius Mensa. And decides it's going <laughs> to delay her decomposition, which it actually does, I suppose. Um, closes the bedroom door and it's like an ice cube in her bedroom. He leaves that Friday, goes sailing with his friends. No big deal. Acts like everything is normal. He stages a call to his wife that Friday night yep. from his friend's house. Makes not poor knowing, Len yeah. traumatized right. for the rest and of his go life. Find her body. No kidding. He calls God, poor Len, Len to check on her. And just a disaster. So Dr. Lee says he almost got away with it. Almost. Yep. But Dr. Lee is way too smart yep. than everybody else because he's the king. Henry! Yeah. So Ed is arrested for murder. And the jury is asked again to be read all the evidence about this time of death. The time very of death. They're intrigued about all of this kind of fooling so the system. the forensics matter right. in this case. And it ends up being the arrest, the trial, the investigation, a whole six years after God, her death. I know. That he is finally. So long. Finally convicted. He is guilty of first degree murder. He is sentenced to 50 years. That Amen. is what I'm talking about. Yes. But this dumb asshole dies of a heart attack three years in. Doesn't 52. even get anything. And so then we see Ed or Len again, pretty much saying that Ed was a huge dick. That he always acted like he was right. smarter than everybody else and better than everybody else. And the cops say... Which again is part of yeah, the Mensa mentality. Right. <laughs> Which is part of the Mensa At least mentality. in my experience right. with you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We are better than everybody else. We are smarter than everybody else. That's just exactly. a fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A hard fact. Mm-hmm. So the police, though, say you weren't smarter than us. No. And they got him. Thank What's goodness. Up, I mean, what a moron. He gave himself away so many times. If he would have literally just been smart about it, he probably could have. Keep your mouth shut about your movie no recommendations, kidding. Oh, my God. Ed. Don't recommend a pervy movie to some weird stranger. No. So that was your downfall. It was right there. Screw him. So Ed, your greedy, gross, pervy self did your own self in and you should have been ashamed, but you're dead. So whatever. <laughs> Good for you. And they said you shouldn't feel sorry for him because again, he killed he just, his wife and his baby. Right. She was pregnant with and it was a little boy. I mean, five a and dick. a half months. A horrible. You have to just be a complete sociopath to not have any emotion for that. Just a horrible dick. Oh, Ed, you could have gotten a divorce. You could have had Nancy. She loved you. Nancy's kid. You could have had your other son. Weird kid with Nancy. Still taught at your community college and had your sailboat. Many people have less and are fine, Ed. But no, you did not pay for the divorce. 
and you strangled your wife. And went to prison and died there. Go eat poop. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you can do. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this version of It's Always the Husband. Thank you so much for listening. Please divorce your spouse. Mm -hmm. Don't murder your spouse. It's worth it. It's, you know, it's worth it. Save a life and just get divorced. Yeah. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye.